Welcome to the Lewis Says Black Show. Now, time for a word from our sponsor. It's your boy Lewis Says Black coming to you with another podcast, baby. And today, true to heart, a lot of the content inspires itself. And we're going to talk about how we have literally experienced the death of hip-hop magazines due to the internet. And when I say the death of these magazines, like, it doesn't matter if they're still online. It's nothing like getting a big collection of damn paper, damn near 80 pages worth, and being able to flip through and really put your hands on the content. And when I talk about the hip-hop magazines, this is really more for my 80s babies and some of my 90s kids. Because you were around during the time where this was a form of entertainment before the internet really, really, really took over. Shouts out to magazines such as Vibe, The Source, Double XL, and The Original, the one that I loved as a teenager coming up, Word Up Magazine. Gotta start off with Word Up Magazine. What I loved most about Word Up Magazine was the damn exclusive posters. Just the fact that they would fold it up and it would be about three pages worth and you could just gently tear at the sides or cut them out and you would have like a full-blown poster of your favorite artist. Or sometimes they'd just be one pages. And man, my room at one point used to just be lit up, just full of them. I think my favorite poster was the Bone Thugs. 
Word Up poster. That was like one of my favorites, for real. Now, as far as like a publication that was really, really, really putting our ears to the streets, I have to shout out Vibe, and I have to shout out The Source. I think Word Up was the innovator, and then Vibe kind of bought like a certain sophistication and an elegance to the game. So Vibe was like the smooth one. So if Word Up was the leader, Vibe would be like the real smooth lieutenant type cat. The source, the source was the muscle. Like we're just gonna get down to it and get down to the nitty gritty and represent for the city. And then Double XL was literally like the youngest, the young brother, the young brother full of energy, full of new ideas and new innovations that really wanted to have fun. One thing I liked about Double XL is they incorporated some eye candy by making sure that they had a monthly model that they would do a little quick little piece about. And, you know, of course, we would read these interviews, but let's just be all the way honest. It was about looking at that ass. So that was real cool. Now, one thing that I really went off on and <clears throat> shouts out to this topic because it wound up being one of my uh, biggest TikToks up to date for some reason. So I'll try to duplicate it, which is I was on Facebook and I was looking through one of the groups that I'm in. It's like a group that basically focuses on old school music. And the dude, no disrespect to the dude, but the dude posted up an article where the source had reviewed Snoop's debut album, Doggy Style, which was an instant classic. And I simply replied, hey, I'm not finna read this shit because I know how biased the source is. So I'm pretty sure that they gave Snoop anywhere between three, three and a half, or four mics. I mean, considering that it wasn't no kind of East Coast vibes, because everybody knows that the source was an East Coast publication, and they had bias towards their East Coast artists. That's why Snoop had to even call it out at the Source Awards. Damn, East Coast ain't got no love for Snoop Dogg? East Coast ain't got no love for Death Row? Well, fine, fuck it then. So, I'm pretty sure with the West Coast production, and with the fact that it was just so West Coast, and didn't have a lick of East Coast influence at all, not even any East Coast artists, I'm pretty sure that they gave that motherfucker three and a half mics. But, you know, why speculate when we have information right at our fingertips? So once again, let's go to the infamous black, com black computer to see how many mics did the source give Snoop Doggy Style? Which was treated with a so-so rating compared to the foreigner. Uh-oh. Classic review. Mm. 
One, two, three, count them. Okay. They gave him four mics. I'm not going to bore y'all with reading it. And I said, all right. One thing that killed me was they said that Snoop had too many features. Now, when I thought about it, I think I only counted six. We had Warren G. We had Nate Dogg. We had Lady of Rage. Then we had, yeah, Warren G, Nate Dogg, Lady of Rage, The Dog Pound, which was Daz and Corrupt. And then I remember this kid named Jamal being on that classic pump pump record. That pump 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 pump. Yeah, four mics. Now, without a doubt, I already know one of the mic one of the albums that they gave five mics to, and rightfully so, was Nas, Illmatic. Illmatic got five mics, and I know that one of them biggie albums wound up getting five mics. Once again, why speculate when we have the internet right here? So let's see. How many mics did the source give? Ready to die. Okay, and in the midst of me trying to figure that out, they gave me a nice list that's going to really help this uh, episode, which is the Source Magazine's five mic rap albums. Run DMC, the Run DMC album from 1984. Number two, LL Cool J, Radio, 1985. Number three, Beastie Boys, License to Ill, 1986. Run DMC, Raising Hell, 86. Boogie Down Productions, Criminal Minded, 87. Eric B. and Rakim, Payton Fool, 87. Big Daddy Kane, Long Live the Kane, 1988. By All Means Necessary, Boogie Down Productions, 1988. Um, Let's see when we're going to finally get somebody that's not from New York. Or not from the East Coast. EPMD, Strictly Business, 1998. Jungle Brothers, Straight Out the Jungle, 1988. Never really did check out that album, but now I'm curious. Okay, wow, this is historical. NWA, Straight Out of Compton, 1988. A West Coast group. Public Enemy, It Takes the Nations of Millions to Hold Us Back, 88. Great Adventures of Slick Rick, 88. Ultramagnetic and Seas, Critical Beatdown, 88. The DOC, No One Can Do It Better, 89. I, two West Coast artists. A Tribe Called Quest, People's Instinctive Travels and Paths to Rhythm, 1990. Brand Nubian, One for All, 1990. Eric B. and Rakim, Let the Rhythm Hit Him, 90. Ghetto Boys, Grip on That Other Level. Once again, a groundbreaker, a, a Southern artist. Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted, 1990. West Coast artist. Main Source, Breaking Atoms, at 91. Low End Theory from Tribe Called Quest, 91. De La Soul, De La Soul is Dead, 91. Ice Cube Death Certificate, they got the five mics, 91. Dr. Dre, 92. The Chronic, all right. 
they're lying because we just said that Snoop Dogg did not get the five mics. But I'm thinking what it is is they probably had to uh, go back, Wu-Tang, into the 36 changes, 36 changes, Illmatic, like I said, Ready to Die, like I said, Scarface, The Diary, 94, Mob Deep, The Infamous, 95, Raekwon, Only Built for Cuban Links, 95, Hell Yeah, Tupac, Me Against the World, 95, Hell Yeah, Fuji's The Score, 96, yes, Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt, yes, 96, and I own these albums, Tupac, All Eyes on Me, 96, yes, Life After Death, yes, Outcast, of Kimini, hell yeah, Dr. Dre, 2001, 99, yeah, Nas Still Matic, they gave it up, Jay-Z, The Blueprint, they gave it up, The Fix, they gave it up, Lil' Kim, The Naked Truth, 2005, for some reason I'm gonna have to go back to listen to that one, now that's what killed these magazines was the dawn of the internet, like I said, Thinking back on hindsight, I wish that the source would have did some shit where you let people from that region judge records from that region, knowing that they really grew up listening to type of music. So if we're going to do an East Coast record, get a kid that's from New York or Jersey or Philly. If we're going to rate Down South albums, get a kid from Mississippi or Alabama or Atlanta or Florida, if we're going to judge the West Coast records, get a kid that's from somewhere in California, I'm telling you, now what I'm going to see is I'm going to see if some of these publications are online, Double XL Magazine, okay, boom, Shit that went to the website, new hip hop releases. Okay, in true to fashion, Drake stuns with Teddy Bear Cotton. Okay. And it's just full of just basically these new jacks. But like I said, ain't nothing like being able to put your fingers on the literature. And I just really miss it. I wish that they could really just really, really bring it back in style. I'm pretty sure that now, if you want a magazine, which you would have to do, but probably try to order one online, let's see if they have any options to where we can just get our hands on the actual magazine. And no, I'm not really seeing too many options where you can just sit up here and order one. And once again, with it being online, why would you want to order one? Now, sometimes I wonder, like, are these articles going to be interesting? Because something else that killed the whole thing was back in the days you would get the exclusive article so somebody would take the cover and that would be like the main event where in the middle of the magazine you see this three four page article where they're interviewing the artist and these artists back then were very 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 articulate so it was easy to believe that when asked a question that this was actually the response but these new mumble-mouth-ass niggas, I swear, the most articulation I get from them is when they've had time to write down their words and actually do, um, you know, a straight-up song. But if a motherfucker fizz up and 
They talk like this, and they talk like that. And every time you ask them a question, they avoiding questions. So, what's going on with you and the beef between Elephant and Hot Boy? Ah, shit, man, you know, it, it ain't nothing. It's just, you know, n- niggas have words, and niggas got something to say, so you just say something back. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Shit, you know, where I come from, if you say something to me, I'm supposed to say something. So, overall, me and Elephant Hot Boy, it's just he saying something, and I'm saying something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So, what's going on with you and Little Miss Stang? Uh, Little Miss Thang, you know, that's a, that's, that's a hot artist, you know what I'm saying, that's, that's coming out and definitely representing Birmingham, Alabama, and Little Miss Thang, you know, she's a cool-ass chick. But yeah, we've seen pictures of you guys out, but you know, <clears throat> sometimes, you know, because we, we did the song, and when we did the song, she was like, I want to get something to eat, I could eat, and I was like, well, shit, I like to eat, too. Let's get something to eat. And, you know, people just see the pictures of us out eating, and they just, you know, they, they, they want to make it something. Everybody wants to make something be something. But how can it be something if we don't know that it's something? And then every full blue moon, they'll say something intricate because these are creative artists at the same time. Like, 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 like check this out, Angela Yee. If a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it or sees it, did that tree really fall? If the blind man is able if you ring somebody's doorbell, you ring a dead you you ring a blind man's doorbell. If you ring a blind man's doorbell and he's in the kitchen fixing eggs and grits, and he walks straight to the door and opens it and knows who you are before you say something. Is that man truly blind? And it just be cringeworthy. So I can just imagine how cringeworthy it is trying to read an article. And when you know that this is how the nigga talks, if you read the article and it's just a little too articulate, that means that they're paraphrasing. That means that I'm basically just reading the reporter ask questions and then take them and turn them into an answer because we all know that nine times out of ten that reporter has graduated high school with flying colors and that reporter has graduated from somebody's university whereas nowadays thanks to youtube we get to see these interviews and even if they're cringeworthy it's still entertaining 
hearing these dumbass niggas talk and avoid questions and give vague ass answers. I'm glad that we still have our hip hop legends around because even to this day, if you interview Jay-Z or Nas or 50 or T.I. or Buster or hell, even T-Pain, you know, future to a certain extent. Rest in peace, take off. But you know, when we had the Migos, kinda, kinda. So certain people are just really known for just a fantastic interview. And I know that I've left out a lot. Um, hell, the Drink Champs. That's what I love about Drink Champs. They make sure that before they started interviewing some of these new Jets, that they got all the legends knocked out. So if you want to have a good time, go to Drink Champs and check out when they talk to DMX and when they talk to LL Cool J. And those guys, when you talk to them, not only is it going to be articulate and entertaining, but you're bound to get some history lessons. So podcasting and YouTube those things alone have really killed the hip-hop magazine because now we can just see these people in the flesh and we can see them live and whether they tell the truth or whether they're lying we get to hear it coming straight from the horse's mouth and let's just face it for some reason people do not like to read off a paper anymore even though when we go online all we're doing is reading. We're looking at pictures and we're reading. But for some reason, it seems like it's just better to just read it off of one screen and just click on what you want to read rather than flipping through page after page after page after page after page. It's just a trip, man. But the Internet has killed a lot of things. I'll also say, because there's no point in me making a second episode out of it, the Internet killed the radio DJ. Like, nowadays, the internet and the cell phone, those two things combined, along with Bluetooth and aux cord. First it was the phone, internet access, and the aux cord, and lately it's just been just Bluetooth. Those things have killed the traditional we're going to play some songs and then go into some commercials type of radio. Because nowadays, you can go to Spotify, you can go to Tidal, or you can go to YouTube, and you can essentially put together your own playlist of music that you know that you want to hear. And it can be uninterrupted, and it can be commercial-free. So I don't know how much longer music radio is going to be around sports radio will never die because it's nothing to just pop on your radio and listen to some guys talk about sports even though technically if you want to sit up here and hear some sports talk depending on where you're going you could easily just pull up some clips of undisputed or uh colon and colon herd the herd and listen to his perspective on whatever team he's talking about. So yeah, man, YouTube, the internet, man, they're taking out radio. They've taken out 
magazines, and the only thing that's still going to be able to compete and withstand is TV. And even TV is taking mass whooping. The TV itself will never die because you can take your phone and you can do some Google Chromecast and you can link up to your TV and have what you're looking at on your phone blasting on a big screen. But it's just the fact that you have a choice in your programming. To me, the only time that I really find myself looking at a TV is when it comes to sports. I do like the fact of being able to look at a big ass flat screen and being able to kind of get off into the game that I'm watching, which is mainly football. And mainly when I'm sitting down and dedicating myself to a few hours of watching the game, it's my Cowboys, Go Cowboys, established in 1960. What's happening? Shouts out to how we did them Giants. How that taste? So overall, this is not even me complaining. I'm just pointing out the obvious, which is the internet has changed a lot. But one thing is, it's been helping the artists, and that's a good thing. With the internet, it is so easy for a lot of these artists to really blow up. Instead of having to really, really dig, dig deep down and trying to figure out how they can be noticed on TV, man. The internet, it just really puts these artists right in your face. And that's a beautiful thing. Once again, I owe the internet my career. Literally. Because I came up during the time of the digital pivot where it was kind of about being on the internet, but also about being on TV. And if it wasn't for the internet, you guys wouldn't be hearing this podcast. If it wasn't for the internet, none of my albums would be published. Because I doubt, and that's not me downing myself, but I doubt that I'd be able to sit up here and without the internet, be on TV without a record deal to the point to where people are taking time out of their day to literally drive to a store just to buy my CD. But people are taking the time to stream my content, and when my content gets streamed, I do get paid a little bit. So I'm loving the format, loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. I just wish that it was around and it was like that back when I was really younger and in my prime. Man, these little phones with these cameras and just the whole internet access, the whole fact that you can download, or should I say upload your album from your phone, which I've done. You can shoot videos on your phone. Man, I would have been up and down that campus shooting little music videos. I would have been getting busy with it. But that's here nor there because I've been able to publish everything that I put out. And of course, there's going to be new content coming soon. So, that's been another episode of the Lewis Says Black Show. Holla at your boy. Follow me at Lewis S. Black on Twitter, Instagram, and most importantly, TikTok. Alright, y'all. Holla at your boy.
It's good, y'all. It's your boy, O.C. Jenkins, a.k.a. The Passman. I'm in chillin' with my dude, DJ Edge. It's about to go down. We got it, nigga. Let's go. Get my money fast and go. Dollar jeans, five dollar socks. 
That's how we stunt when we postin' on the block $20 white tee, my chain calls a G My girl will get the ball, so she got the get for free This is the life of Lucas B When I got my dollars right Work all day, fuck all night Zooming down the street, not a cop in sight Do these niggas wanna fight? Do they wanna scrap it out? With the guns or pistols or knives, we can have it out The whole bag, the beef, dog, gon' drag it out Anyway, which club? Night on strip, we're gonna ball out Whichever one we hit, cause I'm some real shit Listen to me, baby. 